Hello everyone, welcome. Today I have a very special guest, my own mother, Allison Peterson. And she started teaching me violin when I was two and a half years old. Yes. Yes, and all four of my younger sisters, and we all played through college. And many of us uh, still teach today, and a lot of us, we all perform together right. as well. Right. So Now when I was in high school though, you started teaching me how to teach. And I thought that was very useful because I didn't necessarily remember what you'd done when I was two and a half. So I needed like coaching on the basics. And right. so can you share a little bit with us? How do you motivate students to practice? How do you motivate your own children to practice? <laughs> Question a lot of us have. So. Right, right. Well, it is a trick to um, think about your children and how to get them motivated. And so if you... I start with the age, you know how old they are, the very youngest, and which Suzuki encourages, you know, ages three, four, five, you can start. But um, you think about a child, they learn a lot from playing games. And so I try to make it fun using games. Now this can lengthen their practice session because you have to, you know, try to get something accomplished on the violin, and then when they get it accomplished, then you might go play a game. So it kind of can make it a little bit lengthier. Right. Uh, so, but, but you're playing with your child, you're, you know, and they love that. So I used a lot of sticker charts for when they're little. This is Ashley's little girl. <laughs> Last year's um, St. Patrick's Day chart, this yeah. was March, and you can see on here we used a lot of stickers and she was actually this is finding notes on the piano but we could do it also on the violin and you know I just do this and this was April so lots and she lots loves the stickers of stickers yes very motivational so that is uh, one way to do it so in Suzuki they do a lot of what we call drilling and you go over and over a, a technique that you're trying to accomplish so there's just different ways to motivate that. So that one of them for like little boys is, you know, you could have one of those little basketballs, mm -hmm. you know, nets and basketballs. And after they've done like five drills of, you know, a rhythm, then they can try to shoot five baskets. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. My students have enjoyed that for like music camp, but I maybe could even try it during right. the lesson. Right. Uh, and so that's been helpful. Uh, I like to do crafts myself. I probably the little girls like the crafts a little bit more, but like let's say we're in January, we might build a snowman. So I will already pre-cut out like three circles and a hat and everything. So for each drill that they accomplish, they get to add, you know, the eye, one eye, and then the carrot nose. Right. And so you can do that for different months, you know, come up with that month's you know, Bunny and Easter or something like that. Right, right. right. So um, that's another thing. And you don't have to, you know, spend a lot of money. Do it out of construction paper. Right. Or they could do it, they could draw it. So this is for the very young to do. Um, seven, eight, year, nine-year-olds, they still like stuff like that. I think My so. daughter's six, and she's definitely yeah, still so. into crafts. Now, when you get to kind of the more middle school, years. Uh, I know it can be a little bit trickier to find motivation, but do you have any suggestions for that? I or? sure do. Uh, so they should be able to, you know, think longer, farther ahead. Uh, so I have done like month uh, practice charts 
And one of them one time was a uh, kind of a pathway, like Candyland. And so on that pathway, that day, there might be a special thing they get to do, like go play lightly row outside. You can't do that with piano. But right. or, or, you know, on the 5th of April, go play it in every room in the house. I can remember that, yeah, from when I was... Right. There. So yeah. just... You know, as a parent, you need to study your children and what motivates them. You will know better, actually, than the teacher. And uh, remember, you, the teacher is the coach, and you're the trainer. The daily, you know, following up and training your child in the Suzuki method. And if you're not doing the Suzuki method, definitely the parents, you still can encourage practicing. So practice charts. And the drills. And the drills. Any instrument. Any, right. Any method, really. Another cute um, thing, you know, game I found was musical Yahtzee. Oh, and cute. So, yeah, so oh, this is really bad. cute. And um, just that, you know, it's the same with the upper and lower section. You have dice to go with it. It's it's a eighth notes on one side, quarter notes. And then you add that up. Oh, cute. And I've done that at music camps. And that definitely would be good for your middle school age, um, for sure. Going back to the younger kids, too, I found this. This is more recent find for me. Is I love to practice kit games for Suzuki students and their parents. And this correlates with the Suzuki, you know, songs. Right. Especially so, one, I think, for this one, maybe. Yes. And so, like, here is you know, the rhythms of twinkles. And so you roll the dice, and then they go that many places, and then they play that rhythm. Let's say they, you know, throw a four. One, two, three, four, and they do strawberry. Uh, what I call strawberry. And, and this is a fun, yeah. yes, triplets. And so that's fun, and then we have, they have cards in there as well. So this is a real, I thought was a really good find. Yes. And I, I didn't I use that with too. you. Okay, well, I thought was a teacher. <laughs> this was yes. more with our youngest uh, child and more recent students. Also, these are great, you know, just rhythm bingo. There's level one, there's level two, and this is probably better for older students, not the not the. Did you say more the middle school kind of preteens or even high school? Uh, no, or? I'd say elementary. Oh, elementary. Not, okay. not three-fours. I, it, this is too advanced for them. Okay. And th there's a lines and spaces one as well. That'd be helpful. So, and that looks like it could work for a violin, piano, either way. Right. So, you know, this, if they know they get to play this after they kind of work on their violin, it's kind of, they enjoy that. So. I, I remember my youngest sister said that was her favorite part of lessons was getting to play games with moms. So. Right. Yeah. Now, I wish I would have done more of that with Ashley. I'm the oldest of the of the five, so um, yes. But I did one thing with them that was fun at that time to distinguish me from being their uh, parent when I was teaching them. I would make her go outside the house with her violin and ring the doorbell. And then when she came in, she had to call me Mrs. Peterson yes. and not mom. And yes. so that kind of helped shift gears in right. her mind. I and this think. was kind of elementary school. Yes. Like, 
Now, do you recommend at some point switching, if you're a music teacher yourself, having them get an external teacher as well? Yes, definitely. I, when, when they hit, I think you'll know, when they hit, especially 12, 13, 14, it, it really does help to have an outside teacher. But again, you know, the parent is the one that follows through with the uh, practice at home. And also, I encourage dads to be involved, be their cheerleader. If for some reason, if dad is an encourager, it happens a lot better. Um, also, especially with boys, you know, and it just does. And I have quite a few little boys right now in my studio, so. And if the dad yes. is really backing it, you know, at home, you, you can um, say, hey, you know, give me a concert and just have them play for you and really be the encourager in that way. Excellent. Yeah. Now, how would you advise um, non-musical parents? Do you have any suggestions for them Do they, if they feel like they have to already know music to come into lessons? Actually not. In fact, some of my best students have been parents that just wanted them to play violin or wanted a musical experience so badly. And they were really dedicated and they came up, they studied their child, what motivated their child, and got it accomplished. They didn't have to know music per se, but they had to know their child. And I, that's true for a musical parent or a non-musical parent. Know your child and what motivates them. One of the most fun motivations for me to observe with this mom, you know, she was using candy always works really well. But a lot of us don't want to give them candy, but little chocolate chips, you know, for doing um, motivation, I kind of said, well, why don't you, you know, use a chocolate chip for, you know, doing each of the twinkles or something. Well, maybe that five or six chocolate chips were too many for a four right. or five-year-old. She bought the mini chocolate That's chips. Smart. And I thought that was so funny. That's brilliant. Yeah. And did it work still? It did. Oh, yes. yes. So I, I know if you don't want your kids to have a lot of candy, I get that. So find something. Stickers, pennies. Pennies. <laughs> you know, and then also uh, have short-term goals for them. And like this chart, you could say at the end of the week, you know, that, um, okay, if we accomplish something, all the all of these things this first week, then you know maybe we can go do something special with mom or dad, uh, or you could do it the whole as they get older, wait for the whole month. But that's a little hard, harder. That's harder. But the, at the end of the month, it could be something they could go buy. Anyway, or right. you, another fun um, activity is to make just with construction paper those chains. Oh, and they could yes. just the link chains. The link chains. They yes. and then they could see how far they come. So you could do that for practicing every day, or you could do it for accomplishments. You know that you. Um, I need to implement that one. I think my daughter was. Your Annalise she would be all that. over it. She's like all into crafts. <laughs> oh yes. She's see how long they can make it. So yes. Now sometimes, believe it or not, the music teachers were the ones who struggle sometimes the most with our own children. We're so used to working with our students, and I do think that the relationship of teacher to student is different than teacher, I mean, than parent to, to student. And so we sort of struggle with our own children. How would you recommend that we help our own kids succeed when it feels different to us than our, our students? 
that's a real it's a real challenge it really is I you know every child is so different but yes you know kids kind of buck their parents and I see that with yeah my uh, students bucking their own parents and they they'll be great for me you know right so. uh, I think the thing to remember is that you're looking at the whole child and you, you can see in the future better than they can and so sticking to things um, and just making a practice part of their day just like if they were to brush their teeth you know if they are doing their homework if they're that age it just needs to be part of their day consistent practice makes them play better it just does so if you are skipping a lot of days they're not going to be very successful at it and they know it and so then they don't like what they sound like and get discouraged they maybe won't say that but that's really what does happen and so they need to feel like they're successful at the instrument and if they keep it up through middle school by high school a lot of times they know how much effort they put into it and they keep it up so we haven't talked a lot about the high school students. Do you have any motivation because, for high schoolers? Or? Well, I've, I'm finding uh, that the high school students and middle school students are very social. Yes. And you know, a lot of them right now are drawn to sports, and I think it's because they get to be with their friends. So I have really implemented a lot of trying to play groups in groups, and yes. so that's part of the Suzuki. But uh, really middle school students and my high school students are involved with orchestra at school. I know mine have been begging to have, yes, like the group experience and even my most advanced one, I thought she might have outgrown some of the more kiddie stuff, but she's begging to have camp again because she wants to play with her friends. Right. So I've even thought about doing, you know, the outdoor options, you know, right. like a spring outdoor recital or something or playing chamber music or something like that. Right. I'm doing uh, some Telemann violin, four violin concertos with my students as, you know, four. So it's not the big group because right. we're being challenged with COVID with all that, but it, yeah. it's the smaller group. And uh, they are, the middle schoolers are really loving it yes and i also during that time we don't just always do music we kind of talk about fun things you know what's right. their favorite movie or you know try to bring out their personalities mm -hmm. and and so that they get to know each other i kind of think about sports and how they get yeah, together really. and try to make you them want to this kind of studio community i think yes they bond as a studio, and I think that makes a big difference if you could have these kind of group events. And then performing out as the group, uh, I've had students come back from later, you know, they've grown up and they just, oh, I loved going out and doing runouts, and that was back in the day when we could do that. I think it's can... coming, I think it'll come back. Right. Yes, so. so. Even I'm trying to kind of focus a little bit on how do I help my yeah, middle school and high schoolers um, with motivation and last year I did a book club you know when we were all stuck at home and I it was kind of a book geared towards middle school high school students or late elementary and they just loved that one of the dads said after his daughter read the book and we got to meet together with the author and his, right. his daughter was just way more motivated to practice and I think it's because she could connect with the characters and then she also got to connect with some of the other violinists in the studio right. so I'm working towards that now kind of for a high school uh, version as well so 
they really do like the social. But if they could be in an orchestra, yes. it's very helpful to motivate them. Whether it's when they're in the or youth symphony. Right. Some kind of social part of it. Mm -hmm. and so, yeah. Well, thanks so much for talking to us about this today. I know well, it's a very interesting subject for all of us teachers and parents. So, and you've raised five of us to all be professional violinists and, and teachers, so. And I've been through with our children. They didn't <laughs> always want to practice, and I found out later that when I was trying to practice with her, she, you know, sometimes didn't want to and because she wanted to be playing with her older sister, and that makes sense. I didn't know it at the time, right. but it totally makes sense mm -hmm. uh, that she wanted to be playing dolls with her older right, sister. Right. So. Um, yeah. So we've we've we powered through, I would say, and and in our household it was just a given. Right. We played music, so again they it was in our schedule. It just was, and it wasn't really an option. So most of the time you all were cooperative. Sometimes the actual lesson. You know, I had to get their attention, and say, you know, they weren't always paying attention. It, so, it, it is a challenge, and I do feel for families, but um, it can be done, and just make sure you love music as well, and that they see you loving music, and you listening to music, and all kinds of music. We don't just listen to classical in our house, we listen to all kinds, so... And that can be motivational too, that sometimes we'll give the dessert piece at the end, like I kind of use the meal analogy where it's yeah. like your technique is kind of like your vegetables and your fruits, you know, that you've got to have that. And then your main song being kind of your entree, but then I'll sometimes right. start with that dessert piece at the end that's maybe a different genre. So it might be fiddling or it might be, right. you know, pop song that they like or if they're playing a hymn at church with their friends or something. Right. And that can be motivational, I think, too, with the different genres. So It can be done and just enjoy your children and make it fun for them as much as you can, but there is sometimes just the buckling down and doing the, doing the work. Uh, I didn't mention, you know, a timer. Sometimes. My daughter does get motivated by the timer. I, <laughs> yes. So just be creative. It takes a little bit more work to be creative, but if it's important enough to you, you will do that and it just, Enjoy playing with your child, especially the younger ones. You know, enjoy that time with them. Uh, it goes by fast. So now they're they grow up. Yes, that's true. <laughs> well, thanks again. Sure. I appreciate it. Yes, thanks for asking. My pleasure.